you're feeling that pain in your body but you're talking to it you say I've got the life of God in me the health of God is mine the life of God is mine if you let it go one time you are letting the enemy take it I remember there's a scripture that when I was much younger I came across and it so touched me very simple scripture it's in Isaiah chapter 60 it says whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated so that no man went through thee he said I have made you an eternal excellence a joy of many nations I thought he didn't say I've made you an excellence he said an eternal excellence that means every time they look at you in every generation Oh, glory to God. In every generation. The church of Jesus Christ is an eternal excellence. We are the church of Jesus Christ. In every generation, we are the most precious thing in this world. Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Please give it to me in the King James. The Bible said, for David after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep. That means he died and was laid onto his fathers and saw corruption. Of course, here he's speaking in comparison with Christ. He was saying that the Lord Jesus Christ was the person that David was speaking of. When you read in the preceding verses, David says, and Paul is quoting him, that you will not let my body see corruption. You would not let me see corruption. So here, the apostle was saying that, or is it Peter? Saying that, no, it couldn't be David because David actually experienced death. But the place that I'm going to is the, the beginning part. For David, after he had served his own generation. This is not David's generation. There was a generation that he was to serve. Praise God. Can you give it to me in the TPT? Let's see how it reads it. This cannot be a reference to David for after he passionately served God's desires for his generation, he died. That means that man was released with an intention from God to accomplish a particular service to his generation. And once he was done, David was not old, do you know? David was about 70 years when he passed on to glory. Did you know that? Very young. But his life was so full. He did so much for the Lord. He served his generation. The church, this church, when I say this church, I'm not talking about just the church here in Calgary. This generation of the church is serving this generation. And this is the terminal generation. We are the last Christians. 
Have no doubt about it in your mind. The scriptures make it clear. We are the last Christians. We are the last set running this race. This relay race. The baton is in our hand. But we are the last runner. We must be able to say that we served this generation. Before the Lord takes us in the rapture. We must serve this generation. Now, how did he serve his generation? Go back to the King James. He said, for David, after he had served his own generation, his own generation, this is our own generation. He said, by the will of God. He served that generation by the will of God. What is the will of God? His word. His word is his will. So David, by the things that the Lord had said, served his generation. All right, so if we're going to serve our generation, it will be by the word. Are you getting me? What has God said should happen at this time through the church? He said that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God will be displayed to the principalities. We are that generation. We are the generation that the whole world with outstretched neck is waiting for. He said, for the creature waits in earnest expectation for the sons of God. We are the sons of God, brothers and sisters. And the reason why we're taught so much, there is no generation like this generation. There is none like this generation. What do I mean by that? The canon was completed in our time. The canon of scripture was completed in our time. They didn't have what we have. That a book was completed. Both what he did in the old and what he did in the new put together and presented to us. It didn't happen overnight. There were those who couldn't have a Bible. They couldn't own a Bible. Even though the Bible had now been put together as a set of books. They had no right to it. If you, if you were caught with it, you could be killed. If it was reproduced, whoever reproduced it would be killed. But not in our generation. We have such great access. You see Bibles in hotels. It wasn't the case before, brothers and sisters. It wasn't the case. Now, Bibles are everywhere. The word of God is everywhere. The manual is complete. It was handed to us. The first generation church, what they had was letters from Paul that they passed across from church to church, from place to place. But you arrived. It was complete. We have to then be greater than that generation. We have to do more than they did if we have this available to us. But the Lord Jesus said something. Matthew chapter 13. I want to pull out something from there. 11. Jesus shared this parable with them. Then after he shared it, he said, let the one that has ears to hear, hear. Then he said, he speaks to them in parables. 
He speaks to them. You know that the Bible says he didn't speak to them without a parable. That is the general, the general people who came to listen to him. He would always speak to them through parables. You would think, why, why would Jesus do that? Because I thought he wants them to know. No, those ones had been selected for something else. God said concerning them, and he quoted it. He said, he answered and said unto them, because the disciples were asking, why do you speak in parables to them? Why do you always speak to them in parables? He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries. That meant that what he communicated was a mystery. It was a secret. To know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them it is not given. That means they were not selected to hear. My goodness, do you know you are selected to hear? You were chosen to hear. You were chosen to believe. There were those that were chosen not to believe. That nothing that happens will make them believe. Next verse. For whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever shall, uh, sorry, who, whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Next verse. Therefore speak I unto them in parables because they seeing see not and hearing they hear not neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias. You remember when the Lord said, who will go for us? And then Isaiah said, I will go. Praise God. But then in that same chapter, he said that you may cause them to see and not see. To hear and not hear. So those were the people that he was talking to. A certain generation, because those are the generation of people that had, their forefathers had killed the prophets, rejected God over and over and over again. So these ones were selected for that purpose. Next verse. For this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted. Wow! That means the word of God has power. Oh! If any man makes a mistake and hears it. Now when he says hears it, he's not talking about this. The inner ear. If, if by, that's why he was talking to them in parables because these were scheduled for trouble. Because they had done so much evil. He said from righteous Abel to Zechariah. Their fathers had killed all these righteous men. So the Lord had judged that this lineage, all of them, this is what will happen to them. They are scheduled for trouble. So Jesus kept on communicating to them that they may not hear it. Because God's word is so powerful that if a man hears it, so he, has to, he had to put a shroud of mystery around it. These were secrets of our kingdom. That if a man should get it, there is no telling what the man can become. So he put a stumbling block in their way so that they cannot enter into the word. 
so that it will be confusing to them so that they cannot understand it he said but to you it is given to them it is not given but to you it is given so then what what did he talk about that he's saying um, he had to say it like this because there was other communication that was not in parables but when he wanted to communicate serious things of the kingdom he would use parables that is the the tool that he would use that means everywhere there's a parable there's a mystery there's a secret that if you get a hold of no telling what you'll become are you getting me he was talking here about the parable of the sower he said this is a mystery wow why is it a mystery why is this a mystery he's revealing something He's revealing something. Why is it a mystery? And why is this, he said, was one parable that if you, if you don't get, you won't get, every, you won't get any other thing. Because it was a parable about the mystery of the word. The parable of the sower is a parable talking about the relationship of the word of God with the heart of man. How any man can become anything. What is so special about this parable? If you get this parable, you have gotten everything. So you know the parable, you've heard it over and over and over again. If I asked you to say it, I'm sure you could. Right? All right. So the first soil. What did he say about the first soil? He said, they received seed by the wayside. Then he said, the birds of the air came immediately, immediately to take the seed that was sown. That's the first one. What was the second one? It fell on stony ground, rocky ground, right? So he said, the seed fell on stony ground. It didn't have much depth. So it shot up, but because it didn't have roots, it didn't produce fruits. Praise God. So if you don't have roots, you won't produce fruits. Praise God. What's the third one? I'm not hearing it. Thorns. Sown among thorns. He said this one was sown among thorns, and then what happened was... Though it was trying to grow, but the thorns choked it so that it could not grow to maturity. Again, it could not produce fruit. What was the last one? No, you are mumbling. Hallelujah. All right. So let's read that one. Verse 8. One to go. Good ground. He said it just produced. But was it like that? Was it just like that? Give it to me in the version in Luke. I think it's Luke 8. See if you can get it for me. Luke chapter 8. Verse 8. And other fell on good ground 
and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Say, I have ears to hear. So I hear. Go to 11 now. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word. Say, the seed is the word. The seed is the word. The seed is the word. All right, next verse. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil. So the birds he mentioned in that parable was the devil. When he says the devil is more than just the individual, is the system of the devil, his demons. He said, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Wow. Wow. Okay, we'll come back to it. Then on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares, and riches, and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth fruit with patience give it to me in the NIV can you read this together please one to go I wonder what does it mean to you he just showed us something I wonder what does it mean to you read it one more time that means the word of God, like he said, it behaves like a seed. The heart of man behaves like the soil. He said, the noble heart, you have a noble heart. Do you know that? Why? Um, he's talking about the righteous heart. You are made righteous already by Christ. All right? He said, he who knew no sin became sin that we might become what? The righteousness of. So you are already, that part... You, you have a righteous heart. But I realized something. He said, these ones hear. They hear like everybody else. But he said they retain it. That means there, there must be an effort when you hear the word. That you heard the word doesn't mean naturally it will be retained. A man must keep it. He must take hold of it and retain it. He must hold on to it. Then he says, and by persevering, wow, persevering, Did, do you realize something? Okay, give it to me in the King James again, very quickly. He says, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. So it gives a different impression. That as he waits, as he waits, the thing now shows up, right? No, that's not what he's saying. So go back to the NIV. 
The NIV says, and by perseverance. That means perseverance is the tool that produces the fruit. Here he's not saying, oh, they're waiting. And as they wait, as time goes on, <laughs> the fruit will come. Are you getting me? No. The, these ones are not, they are not waiting for something to happen. By perseverance, they make it happen. He's describing to you how the word of God works, brothers and sisters. That the word of God is not for waiting for something. To, if you wait, what I found as I was studying this is that this thing, this soil has gone through the, the other three. You see, he said by perseverance. That means this one had an experience, but he kept going. So, the enemy came when he heard the word immediately to take the word. What his response was, was what determined what soil he is. So, if he had let the word go, he received it by the wayside. I said, this last soil has passed through the first three. He, he arrived here. It is not that his heart was just like that. And the seed came and it grew. No. He passed through the first three. Go, go, go to the first. The first explanation. Eleven I think. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word. My goodness. Hmm. All right, next verse. Those along the path are those who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. So that, this is the purpose of him taking it from their heart. So that they do not believe. So that it will not have results. So know that even as you're hearing the word now, the enemy is coming immediately. Now what makes it different for you is what your response will be because when you heard the word immediately he came trying to take the word how how you see as you're hearing he's telling you he's telling you something he's telling you something else say but that pain that you have in your body if the word of god is true how come you have that so as you're hearing the birds have come but the bible said <laughs> The Lord asked Abraham to carry out a sacrifice. And so he told him what animals to present. As Abraham presented it, the birds of the air came to try to take up the sacrifices. The Bible says Abraham came. He came with speed and chased the birds away. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. This is the behavior of the enemy towards the word and this is his behavior towards you if you allow him when you hear voices that produce doubt about what god has said you have to have a response if you don't have a response the word will be taken from you so as you're hearing all of that in your heart but you're not able to pay your bills you're not, you, ha, they're even going to kick you out today that you say in the name of the lord jesus i know who i am i know who i am he became poor for my sake that me through his poverty will become rich. I am rich. I am rich. I'm loaded. I will never be broke. When you do that, the birds will flee. 
He said, resist. Why does he use flee? Because that's the behavior of the enemy. He's like a bird, like a crow, like a hawk. Who comes to take without invitation. If you allow him, he will. If you allow him, he will. He said that last one persevered. By perseverance. That means he couldn't see anything. But what God had said. That's all he's seeing. So when the birds came, he was persevering. He was talking the word. That's why pastor said, keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. He's only seeing one thing. By perseverance, he's going to obtain this thing. He's not accepting whatever the enemy is saying. So he has dealt with the birds. So that means it's not the enemy alone that is a factor. Because we have dealt with the enemy. The next one. Those on rocky ground. If you will get this. Oh my goodness. Nobody can stop your results. Oh come on. If you can get this. No one can stop your success. Those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word and with joy. When they receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. That means if you don't have root, you can't produce results. What does it mean by roots? Roots grow down. All right? Roots grow down. That means, do you know what? When the word came into the heart, the process began. Growth of the germination was taking place. But he didn't allow depth. His spirit man had no depth, no correlating information. No correlating information. You must know the word. You must have a relationship with the word. So that whatever he brings to you has a place to grow. It must have a place to grow. You must have roots. So the one who persevered dealt with this. When the seed came, he, he's realizing the seed has begun to work. Then he's thinking, if this thing is going to grow, I have to go deeper. So he begins to relate with that word in a deeper way. He's beginning to find other scriptures to buttress what the Lord has said. I oh he's digging his roots deep. Give me uh, Jeremiah 17 verse 7. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Give it to me in the King James. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots. He's, it's his responsibility. He spreads out his roots. He's to spread out his roots by the river. And shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. This is his thought about what you should do with the word. I said every one of us will go through all of that. If you were going to produce a result, yes, first it will be.
as though you received it by the wayside. It's only by the wayside if you allow the enemy to take it from your mouth. Your, your mouth is connected to your heart. If you stop talking it, it has left your heart. For in the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you stop talking, it will leave. So he says, don't stop saying it. Don't stop saying it. Keep talking. Keep addressing the matter. Keep addressing it. You're feeling that pain in your body, but you're talking to it. You say, I've got the life of God in me. The health of God is mine. The life of God is mine. If you let it go one time, you are letting the enemy take it. And if you let him take it, it won't bear fruit. It has to bear fruit, brothers and sisters. He tells you this is a mystery. It's a mystery. The relationship of the word of God to our heart is a mystery. He tells you that there is no stopping of what you will become if you allow the word take residence in you. He said, let the roots grow deep. The next one, that's, um, was it 12 or 13? Not here. He said, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, worries, worries. If you're a Christian who specializes in worry, how will you produce the fruit? Worry chokes the word. Did you know worry can choke the word? Wow. I thought the word of God was almighty. Your worry, your worry. What is worry? Thinking of a negative outcome about the future concerning something. Thinking something is going to happen wrong. Something is going to go wrong with this matter in the future. That is worry. Because it hasn't happened yet. But you're thinking of how worse it can become. Anxiety is springing up. Worry is springing up. Jesus said, listen, number one, you can't do anything with worry. It can only have a negative effect. So why worry? So you've got to practice not worrying. Say, I refuse to worry. Say that to your neighbor. I refuse to worry. From today, I refuse to worry. No worrying here. I didn't come by myself. So why do I have to anticipate something going on? No, he takes care of me. He takes care. That is what I believe. That is what the scriptures have said. So I'll keep declaring it. I say he takes care of me. I'm taken care of. I'm taken care of. Yes, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's telling you how to behave with the word of God. Don't let it be choked and stifled until it can produce a result. Then you are wondering whether the word of God works. The word works, but you are choking it. If you worry, you are choking it. It won't produce results. He tells you, this is the Lord Jesus revealing. This is the living word revealing himself to you. That this is how the word behaves with the heart of man. That nothing can stop you if you know what to do with the word. And that is what he was teaching them here. That if you will persevere with the word. If you will go on with the word. Your perseverance is your faith. Your perseverance. Too many get tired. If you see that you get tired, it was the reason why the result was not produced. It's not because of what you heard. It's not because of what they said was not going to happen. It's not because of what they said had gone wrong. It is because you did not endure. You didn't have endurance. 
You were to go all the way seeing only what God has said. You began by saying God said, God said, this said, and this scripture said, you had, you were praying and he said, and this, then all of a sudden you met a series of issues and every degree was deepening your doubt. You were giving up gradually. You were giving up gradually. Can I have three people join me? Three mighty men. Thank you. Just stand here with me. Imagine, just stand in a straight line, please. Just facing me. Thank you. God bless you for your humility. No, in in a straight line, yes. Thank you. Imagine there are challenges. This is you. Every challenge is sponsored. It's either it's the enemy or it is the other things that he talked about. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's either the enemy. So there is the enemy to deal with. Now, it's not like, um, you know, he said, resist the devil and he will flee. And we see that Jesus did this when he was being tempted. He said the first time the enemy didn't leave. The second time the enemy didn't leave. The third time when he said from his spirit the enemy took off. But it was only for a short time. He was going to come again. The next time we saw the enemy he used a familiar face. Peter. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in, in this walk he's not planning to stop. He's your adversary. He's your enemy. There's no time where he becomes your friend. There's no time where he becomes your cheerleader. So you expect from him. The Lord has told you what affects the seed. Satan is one of them. Are you getting what I'm saying? But your own heart, the condition of your heart is also one of it. If you deal with Satan, you deal with the condition of your heart, you will have the result. You Listen, you don't have to wonder whether the word of God works. The word of God worked before you came. Now let it work for you. It must work for you. Too many Christians want the word of God to work for them. No, you are to work the word. He said work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You are to work it out. And I said this parable reveals to you what you are dealing with. The mystery of life is sorted out by this parable. These are the only things that you will have to deal with when it comes to producing a result. You don't have to look anywhere else. If you see that you didn't produce, maybe you got far, but it didn't produce results, he tells you what it could be. Are you getting me? All that will happen in your life will revolve around this mystery. It's not a mystery to you. It's a mystery to the world. And so they keep on stumbling at what they know not what. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they don't. When the enemy wants them to win, they win. But you, you are the one to win. The Lord is telling you, I'm not stopping you. If he wanted to stop you, do you know what he will do? He will make you not hear it. But if you heard it, oh. (laughs) If you heard it, it will let you know that you are the one that he wants to do it through. He wants to God through you. Because he said to them, it is said in parables that they may see and not see. They may hear and not hear. 
They will keep on looking, but they will not understand. He did it concerning them. That is what all that God has to do. But if you heard it, it means you are the one he's working with. Then he tells you the factors of life. I said, you, you see that, okay, you went far. First of all, you see that the thing was said. Then you even forgot about it. Later on is when you remembered, no, it was stolen. Uh, it was stolen. It was stolen. It was stolen. The enemy came and took it away. But you allowed it. You allowed it. If you now see that, you were excited when, you, when God told you the first, you were praying. God said it to you. You were so excited. You were jumping. You told people. You, you said it in church. Then all of a sudden, it's like when you said it, you announced it to the world. Then trouble started coming from everywhere. Then when trouble arose, huh? you started considering, considering, and considering. That is what was happening. You didn't produce. No fruit showed up. No fruit. No fruit showed up. Then, again, you got the word. It, I mean, it was producing. It was producing. You, you began to see, wow, fruits almost showing up. The fruits are showing up. It's green, little. It just, but all of a sudden, it's like it's stopping. It's like it's stopping. The result is not onto maturity. You got it, but you didn't get it. He's letting you know, this is not a, it must not be a mystery to you anymore. Because he has revealed it. He didn't hide anything to us. If you see that this has been the result of your life. He's telling you what to address. He's telling you. You are worried. Or. What's the other stuff that he said? Aha. The riches. And you know you can be distracted. By your senses. Okay. There's a project. You wanted to do. You've been watching Netflix since. The lust of the eyes. You've been watching Netflix, but you, there's something that is serious that you are dealing with. You want, you want to produce a certain result, but you've been just watching movies, movies, movie, watching, and your senses are stead. He said, it's choking the word. He said, you're choking the word. You are too distracted by your senses. And then, Someone, you know, you're always in pursuit of riches. Pursuit of riches. Deceitful riches. Pursuit of it. You're putting everything on the line. You're pursuing this thing. You won't come to church. Why? Because you are pursu- you, that job that pays you how much. You're pursuing it. It's getting your attention. And so you're not able to come to church. Oh, you're pursuing it so you couldn't come to this meeting. You're pursuing it so you couldn't. Yeah. It's choking the word. It's choking the word. He said, because of these things, listen, so if you ever see that there was something you were doing that did not mature in fruit, it didn't produce the fruit that you wanted. I said, do not look far. The, you don't have to have many questions. It is in there. He didn't leave you blind. You cannot argue with the word of God. You cannot. You might feel like, ah, but pastor, you know those group of people. The be faith. Master, Master, I did, I did. Nobody can tell me I didn't believe. (laughs) The day 
you will tell yourself that the word of God is more true than your feeling. You have arrived. Because you are trying to persuade God that he is wrong and you are right. Has he not made your life easy by telling you what he led thee? Telling you what is the issue so you can deal with it. I said, it's not her. I said, if you, if you forgot about it, this vision that God put in your heart, you, you just, oh wow, some time ago, God told me, some, da, 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 da. I said, Satan stole it. You allowed it. It fell by the wayside. It's gone. It's gone. You allowed it. Because it communicates something so great to you. You were to retain it. You were to persevere. You were to keep going. Too many Christians get into business. They get into business and give up. Because they are thinking that because they are Christians, everything will be okay. Listen, the unbeliever has a greater chance of being successful in business than the Christian. You know why? The unbeliever, his wealth is not a problem for Satan. It's fake wealth. It's like monopoly money. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not a problem at all. It's not a problem. But for you, you, if you get money, he said the righteous, when he gets money, he will do righteous things. You are a problem. So when you, you are facing adversary and adversity, it's not a surprise. But, oh, when you get it right, oh my God, what can stop you? You have too many Christians giving up. And in, in their tiredness, they think God will be persuaded to help them. They don't understand that God helped them before they came. He loves us so much. I have found, I have come to a conclusion that there is nothing that will make God say, not now. You can't have this big thing now. Those things are lies, let me tell you. That uh, is because, you know, God, God knew that I'm not ready. It's not true. It's not true. Listen, he has given us the keys. Ah, he said, little children, it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He has given it to us. He's not trying to give it. He has, if he has given it to me, why, how can I be transacting with him again? Negotiating with him again? It's past tense. I'm inside. I have access into everywhere. There's no place I can't go. I'm inside. He said, if any man be in Christ, I'm in Christ. I'm not coming into Christ. I am in him. If I have him, I have all things. So it's not God that you are dealing with. Did he mention God there? About the, the, how the fruit will be produced. The Lord is not a factor. He gave the seed. Think about it. What is he saying? He said, the, the sower went forth to sow. He scattered seed. Oh, he scattered his goodness. He was just scattering inheritance. He was just scattering goodness. His goodness, his grace. Anybody who wants it can take it. The Lord God is not standing in your way. He has never stood in your way. He's not telling you, hey, hey, hey um, don't go for it. Listen, he said, whatever you want, take it. It's in the scripture. He said, whatever, what is it? You know, the two um, sons. One was a prodigal son, wasteful son. Took the money and wasted it. How is he feeling bad? Because he wasted his father's money. <laughs> he didn't know that his father does not finish. 
He came back thinking he has made a deficit in the family. He came back to meet more than he. Ayah. When he was coming, he said, put a robe on him. Put a ring on him. Then the elder son. So imagine, this is the unnamed one. When you meet this one, the ability to receive word by the wayside is what God wants to get rid of. I should say it again. All right. When you meet Satan, who has a, a, a ministry of taking the word, what God wants you to deal with when you meet him is that you lose that ability to receive seed by the wayside. That is his ministry in your life. That is the purpose he serves in your life. That he must deal with you not holding God's word. So when he attacks, hold God's word. He falls off. Okay, you can go this way. You can sit down. Are you getting me? You meet this one. Rocky ground. He's, it's very simple. He just wants you to have depth. Every challenge in your life is for your good. It's not against you. He has constructed the whole world to work together for your good. Everything is moving in its place. It's in play for your good. The Lord is not against you. He has never been against you. He will never be against you. Before you were born, the check was signed. It's a blank check. It was given unto you. When you meet the rocky stuff, he wants you to deal with depth. So when you begin, when you take that word, you didn't let the enemy take it from you. You kept it. You begin to go deeper with it. I said, find scriptures that have said the same thing. He wants the word to go deeper. That is the purpose that this challenge you are facing is producing. He wants you to go deeper. If you experience that where you didn't produce the fruit, it means you are not deep enough. So go deeper. Go deeper. Find what he has said. Come to relate with the word through meditation. He wants you to meditate. He wants your roots to go deep. When you deal with that, you have dealt with this. Then the final commando. You grew up in a family, in a situation where everybody worried. The language is worry. Everything is worry. It doesn't work in our kingdom. Because worry is an expression of doubt in the existence of God. It cannot work in our kingdom. Whenever you express worry, you, you, you accuse him of being an irresponsible father. He is responsible. There's no father like this father who created everything first and then brought them in. He didn't say, come and join me. You people, you have to learn what I'm doing to work. No, he created everything. Ease. And then brought him into the garden to enjoy. He said, eat, 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 eat. Name, 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 name. <laughs> Ease that has been his plan. So as soon as you begin to worry, that is exactly what is happening. You are choking 
the ability of the word to produce results. The word wants to produce a result. It's growing, but it's being choked. It's still, it's still pushing. Its process has begun because it made contact with the heart. So the, the stem is coming out. It's beginning to produce fruit. It's green, but you won't allow it because you want to go after riches. I said something just a few weeks ago. I said money is a, is a creature and it has a purpose that it has not fulfilled. So it is part of those, he said, the Romans 8, 19, the earnest expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Then he said it is the sons of God that will release the creature out of its bondage into the liberty that the sons of God have. So money is one of it. It's looking for purpose. So by the time a man begins to chase money, do you know what has happened? He will never catch money. A Christian will never catch money if he pursues it. Are you getting me? Money is supposed to be following me. When I stop, I say, ah, money. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Any, anything I want to do, I just stop. I'm in my purpose. Money is following me. When I turn to follow money, there is confusion. I will never catch up to it. Because money is looking for purpose. If you leave purpose, you have left what money is looking for. So you and money are now chasing purpose. You're on the same train. Money is going. You say, where's purpose? Where's purpose? You are also following money. You don't know that what money is looking for is purpose. You, you, you are going this way. You say, hey, money, look at money. You, money goes this way. Say, hey, hey, it's, it, they said Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> they said BC. So, money is going to BC. He moves his whole family to BC. Money is going to this place. He moves his whole family. He's in pursuit. And what's that doing? He has left purpose. The word will not produce fruit. Then the other one, who the enemy has so caught with the pleasure of this world. So his senses are alive. And as long as his senses are alive, his spirit man is dull. The soil is dull. I said, so when you see this, the word, this thing that is supposed to happen is not coming to fruition. It, it's not coming to full maturity. This is, what is, this is what is happening. If you deal with it, that means eliminate worry. You got to, you've got to practice it. You say, I refuse to worry. It doesn't end there. Because just as you are saying, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to worry. There's a train of worry. <laughs> With different cuts coming. Say, I refuse to worry. That's the day. All worryable <laughs> showed up. But you're going to practice. You say, Ah, the worry is coming to your mind. You say, I refuse to worry. The Lord is my shepherd. He's leading me. He's taking care of. I Have you ever realized there were some problems that came? You thought that was like the end of either school or your job, or, but you're here. You think it's your worry that produced the result. It's despite your worry, God had mercy. God just had mercy that let's help this child. They send reinforcements. Like Angel Gabriel, who was waylaid by the Prince of Persia. They had to send reinforcements to help. If you would deal with if you would deal with it. You know how you're gonna deal with it? The last soil. He described everything that the others didn't do. 
He said, this one heard. He heard with his inner ear. He retained. And he persevered. This is how you relate with what God has said, brothers and sisters. We will never lose. This is the reason why they all came into your life. It's to remove the ability not to produce results. I will always produce results. Are you hearing me? He birthed you to produce fruit. He said you are the fruit producing part of the tree. All he keeps on doing, like I just demonstrated, he prunes you. Stand up for a moment. So what are you about to become? As God is releasing you this week, he's releasing you this week into the world to produce. Listen, this doesn't have to happen over a long period of time. Because you've heard so much of the word of God, you can produce a result now. Hallelujah. You know, there is a way of the spirit. If you walk that way of the spirit, you will produce fruits faster. Anyway, worship him. The mystery of the word, the mystery of the seed, you're going to produce unusual results. You're going to produce unusual results. There is no challenge that you will meet that is not in these four. No challenge that you will meet that is not in this description. He said, if you don't get this one, you will not get any other one. This was the most important parable. Why? It was about the word. If you get it, when you go home, go and meditate on it. Are you hearing me? Go and meditate on it. See your life in the word. That anything that has happened, whether the things that happened that didn't bring you joy, the things that happened and you produce fruit about, it all is in this. Now, so wherever you are now, and from that point where you want to go, you're going to use the scripture. What he has revealed to you. You can produce this over and over and over and over again. There is no limit to your success, brothers and sisters. He said there was a tree in that garden that would produce 12 different types of fruit each year. Don't give up. Don't get tired. Listen, if you find that you've gotten tired, what he's telling you is that you don't have endurance. I don't know if you get me. If you get tired, he said if your strength fails in the day of adversity, he said your strength is small. Where will you get endurance from? Is that same book again. If you meditate on the word, it has a, a, a transforming effect. You don't have to pray that you will become. As you look, you are changed. As you are looking, you are becoming one with endurance. The word of God is digging deep into you. If you will just give him attention and look. Look at those scriptures that he talks about enduring. Then you begin to say, I endure. I endure. I endure hardness like a good soldier. You begin to relate with the word. You will see that you, all of a sudden you realize you have become what the word said. This is the mystery of the, the New Testament. We don't become by obeying. We become by looking. Because the work is done by the spirit. 
He said, it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. If you get all that I've said, this will be a special week for you. This will be a week of testimonies. A week of goodness. Testimonies everywhere. Victories everywhere. What hadn't happened in a long time, you will see. Right now, all of a sudden, it's like something just changed. Do you know why I said meditate on it? Because as you meditate, the Holy Spirit will begin to help you to become what he wanted you to become. You will become one that perseveres as you look at the scripture. Are you hearing me? It wasn't told you so that you try to go and obey it. Hey, I, won't be, I won't be. If you try it, he said, I'm not going to worry because hey, hey, I'm not going to worry. You're trying to use will. No. If you, if you don't have the word, you will worry. <laughs> the, the byproduct of not having the word is worry. If you put your mind in the word, you put your spirit in the word, you are all constantly listening to the word, there will be no space for worry. You won't know when your mouth will speak. You know those automated emails? That's how your spirit will be. <laughs> Doesn't matter what email is. <laughs> what email is sent. As soon as it hits that box, there's an automated response. That's what will happen with your spirit. You will give automated responses. There will always be a response. Yeah, that, that response is none of these things. And to challenges, none of these things move me. <laughs> Signed. Signed, Pastor Kobe Sah. No, it doesn't matter what you throw in there as soon as it gets whether it's junk junk box or spam as soon as it gets there there's a response none of these things move me why because the word is in my spirit this is what he gave us to win in life brothers and sisters if you take in the word you will win if you take in the word you will win nothing will stop you you will become the best of you he made you for this purpose he made you to king in life you are a king and not a pauper you are to reign in this life. Say, I reign. You are not born to be a slave. You are a child of the living God. You have been made a king and a priest. You walk this life like that. Walk like a king. Think like that. I'm a king. The word said, I'm a king. You are a king. Speak in tongues. <laughs>